Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Comedy Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in, and that your day is going great. Today's comedy episode is a classic from the My Favorite Husband radio show starring Lucille Ball. This episode is titled, Reminiscing. This was a popular comedy radio series in the 40s that your parents and grandparents probably listened to, and really enjoyed, especially with Lucille Ball entertaining before her wildly popular I Love Lucy series. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper.com, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. So give CritterCaper.com a visit and start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Also, please visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the currently available radio show categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Now, enjoy this episode titled, Reminiscing, starring Lucille Ball. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Hello, everybody. And now, transcribed, Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. And now, let's look in on the Coopers. It's evening, and in the living room, we find a strange sight. On the floor, completely covering the rug, is a sea of papers, scissors, paste, waste baskets, and snapshots. And in the middle... Like a small island is Liz Cooper with a scrapbook on her lap. Liz, aren't you through working on that scrapbook? I thought we were going to a movie. We are. I'll be ready in a minute. Well, honey, can't you do that later? You know how I hate to come in after the movie has started. So you miss the first three minutes. What's the difference? It's always the same. MGM presents. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean that part. <laughs> Ready in just a second, honey. I only have about four more things to paste in our scrapbook. Well, hurry up. Well, I am hurrying. Now, what did I do with that? Oh, you're standing on it, dear. Lift your foot. What's that? That's a picture of the car we bought last year. Let's see. Oh, this picture must have been taken before you started driving. It's got four <laughs> fenders. Now, George, I couldn't help what happened. All I did was forget to turn and went straight. <laughs> Would have been all right if we weren't on a dead-end street. That was such a beautiful car. I miss it. You know, it's still stuck in that house, Liz. It is? I'll bet they're the only people in town with a new Hudson in the kitchen. <laughs> I'll never forget the day I taught you to drive. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing now, but you weren't laughing then. Yeah, well, I'm more mature now. I aged ten years that day. <laughs> now, I thought I did real well. Remember, you took me out and... Okay, Liz. There isn't much traffic on this back road. I guess you can start driving now. All right. Here I go. I push the starter button down like this. George, your starter button's broken. No, it isn't. Well, then why doesn't it start? Well, push it in long enough and you'll find out. But nothing's ha... Ow! Why did it get hot? Because it's the cigarette lighter. <laughs> what a dirty trick. Now, Don, don't tell me. Uh, is this it? Try it and see. Okay. 
Well, it must be broken. That was the radio. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't want to suggest anything radical, but what do you think that little button that says starter is for? Oh, I guess I'm excited. Here we go. Hooray, it started. Congratulations. Why aren't we going? Uh, <laughs> you forgot a little thing called putting it in gear. Oh, that. No, no, no. Am I doing something wrong, Joe? Throw out the clutch. What's the matter with it? Nothing. <laughs> well, then why should I throw it out? Step on the clutch. Push it in. Well, why did you say so? My goodness, you get so excited. I'm not excited. Then what's that white stuff around your mouth? It's just a little foam. Now, now you have the clutch out and the motor on. Now shift into low. Now, wait a minute. Uh, low is up here, isn't it? No. Oh, I know. Down here. Up here? There's only one place left. Oh, it's here. There. Now what do I do? Let the clutch out. Okay. Oh! What happened? George, say something. Wait till I get my head out of the back seat. <laughs> I think my neck is broken. This car doesn't work very well. Start it again. I'll brace myself. All right. I'm driving, George. Fine, except for one little thing. What's that? You're driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> well, what's the difference? There aren't any cars coming. Oh! As a favor to me and the insurance company, will you please pull over? Well, I'd be delighted. Well, go ahead. Here comes a car. No, wait. Stay on this side. He's going around you. What a reckless driver. <laughs> now, he shouldn't have gone up on two wheels like that. Liz, let's, let's come to a stop. Well, why should I stop? I'm doing fine. Now, just let me alone. Uh, look, uh, the motor vehicle department is on this corner, and, and I thought you wanted to get your license today. Oh, I do. Do you think I'm ready? Well, if we wait till you're ready, you'll be too old for a license. <laughs> now, come to a stop. All right. What do I do? Put your hand out. Signal for a stop. Okay. Now shift into neutral. Okay. Oh, look out! Lish, you almost hit that tree. Why did you take both hands off the wheel? You told me to. <laughs> I did not. You did too. You told me to shift with my right hand and signal with my left, and I didn't have any hands left over to steal. <laughs> What do you think I am, an octopus? Now, now look, honey. Now, just calm down and, and go in there and take your driver's test. Well, do you really think I'll pass it? Sure. You remember everything you did today, don't you? Yes. Well, do just the opposite. All right. Good luck, dear. Now, let's see. When you hear a siren, you pull over and let it go by. When you pass a streetcar on the right at 15 miles an hour... I wonder how fast you can pass it on the left. Yes? Oh, how do you do? Uh, I'd like to get a driver's license, please. All right. Name, please? Elizabeth Cooper. 
Address? 321 Bundy. Uh-huh. A race? Of course not. I don't even have a driver's license. <laughs> I think this is going to be one of my bad days. <laughs> How much do you weigh? Guess. <laughs> 285. Very amusing. 118. How old are you? 21. 21. <laughs> you know, I haven't missed on that one in a long time. It's funny, there are no women drivers in the United States over 21. May I have my license now? Not yet. I have some more questions to ask you. Uh, eyes? Yes, two. <laughs> They're blue. Thank you. And red. What? My hair is red. That's the next question, isn't it? Naturally. Well, just a henna rinse now and then. Well, <laughs> now for the fingerprint. Uh, give me your right thumb, please. What for? I want to hitch a ride home and mine is tired. <laughs> I'm going to take your thumbprint. I don't want to put my thumb in that dirty old ink. Now, this won't hurt a bit. Just no, give me the right hand and we'll to... put it in the... I don't... <laughs> <laughs> well, did you get my fingerprint? Yes, right on the end of my nose. Congratulations. Now, may I have my license? No. Let's test your eyes. Now, I'll hold this white card over your eye. Tell me what you see. A white card. <laughs> no, what do you see out of the other eye? Nothing. Why not? It's closed. Well, uh, read those letters on the wall over there. Okay. M E N. Never mind. Go ahead on to the driving part of the test. You're not going to pass that. What? makes you so sure? I know the man who's going to give you the test. Who is it? Me! Oh, no! <laughs> oh, I can't understand it, Liz. If you made that fellow so mad, why did he give you a license? Well, as soon as he saw how I drove, we made sort of a bargain. He said he'd give me my license if I'd let him out of the car. <laughs> I'll make a bargain with you. I'll make a bargain with you. you Let's go that. to the show. Yeah, all right, George. <laughs> and now, back to the Coopers. Two hours ago, Liz and George started to go to a movie, but they were sidetracked by a scrapbook that Liz was pasting things in. Well, right now, George is getting up from the floor... And saying for the tenth time... Honey, look at the time. If we're going to the movie, let's get started. All right, dear, I'm coming right... Oh, George, remember that affidavit you made me sign? What are you talking about? Look, I, Liz Cooper, solemnly swear that I will not interrupt any of my husband's stories, even if I've heard them a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> Brother, it certainly didn't last very long. You're still interrupting my stories. Only the ones I've heard more than a hundred times. 
very funny. <laughs> George, remember the night you made me sign that? You were so mad at me. The Atterbury's were over for dinner, and afterwards we went into the living room, and, and you started telling your cry. Oh, Katie, we've got to do something fast. Make some coffee, serve some food, anything. What's the matter, Mrs. Cooper? Uh, the Atterbury's just made a terrible mistake. Oh, good heavens, what did they do? Well, George told one of his funny stories, and they laughed at it. Oh, dear. Now he'll go on and on telling stories all night. One person snickers, and George thinks his last name is Jessel. <laughs> I'll put the coffee on right away. Yeah, and make some nice, thick sandwiches. He won't be able to talk so much with his mouth full. I'll go back in and try to change the sun. And the fellow said, no, I don't want that kind of frosting on the top of the wedding cake. Take it back and fix it. <laughs> well, anyway, to make a long story short... It's too late, Cooper boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway... Oh, George, don't tell that story. It's so old. Please, Liz. Uh, well, the fellow came back... Besides, the Atterbury's know that story. They do not. They do, too. Everybody does. Don't you? Well, I... I'm not sure. Oh, you know, the baker... <laughs> the baker has just finished a five-layer wedding cake, and he asks the customer where he wants it delivered, and the customer says, no place, I'll eat it here. <laughs> no, we hadn't heard it Oh, I apologize, George They haven't heard it Go ahead and tell it Thanks a lot Well, I, I thought they'd heard it Maybe this will teach you that the stories I tell aren't as old as you think they are And everybody hasn't heard them Yes, George <laughs> oh, if you think that was funny, Mr. Atterbury, did I ever tell you about the time... Katie's fixing sandwiches and coffee for all of us. Oh, that'll be nice, Liz. Splendid, yes. It's like that, like sandwiches, rye bread. <laughs> well, it's... Uh... <laughs> it's a very funny story, really. It all started on our honeymoon. Anyone read any good books lately? Have you, Iris? Elizabeth. Ooh, he's mad. <laughs> Just what are you trying to do? Please, George, not that broken-down old story about our honeymoon. I know they've heard that one. Mr. Atterbury, have I told you the story about what happened to Liz and me on our honeymoon? Not tonight. <laughs> oh. Well, Mrs. Atterbury, did I tell you the funny thing that happened to Liz and me on our honeymoon? Yes, you did. Oh. Well, Liz, did I... I was there. <laughs> Oh, that's right. George, if you have to tell a story, why don't you tell about last 4th of July? Now, there's one you tell wonderfully. <laughs> it's really a scream. Well, I don't have to tell a story, you know. I'll live without it. Well, all right, George. Maybe we should all play bridge. Bridge would be fine. Yes, I haven't played bridge for a long time. Play bridge, yes. Contract. I prefer it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last 4th of July was pretty funny at that. As you were, bridge players. Liz... Go ahead, George. It's a very funny story, and I'd like to hear it again. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, the Smiths and the Sturms were going on a picnic with us. Well, we started out that morning about, oh, 10 o'clock, and we it took a It was 12 o'clock. It was 10 o'clock. It was 12 o'clock. Well, what's the difference? Two hours. <laughs> I mean to the story. It does make a darn bit of difference. It does, too. That's why we were late, and the... Well, I, I don't want to spoil the story. Go ahead. Anyway, we got to the picnic grounds and... The cars. Hmm? Don't forget the cars. 
Oh, that's right. Well, there were three cars. I was first, Howie Stern was in back of me, and Bill Smith was driving the last car. Oh, you're ruining the whole thing. Would you like to tell the story, Liz? No, but I'm just helping you to tell it right. Howie was first, Bill was second, and we were last. Maybe Bill was first, you were second, and Howie was last. <laughs> Rudolph. Well, it is. <laughs> the only combination left. No, Rudolph, there's one more. It might have been Bill first, Howie second. I take it back. We all went in the same bus. <laughs> well, that's the coward's way out. <laughs> anyway, we got to the picnic grounds about two o'clock. Don't look at me. I'm not going to say anything more. Good. I'm not going to tell you what you left out. We got to the picnic... <laughs> Did you have to say that, Liz? I didn't open my mouth. What did I leave out? Nothing. Go on. Finish your story. <clears throat> well, we spread the food out and it started to rain. It poured. So we all ran for the car and when we got there... Uh... Well, what happened, boy? Uh... What's the matter, George? Oh, you interrupted me so much I forget how it ends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you're a wonderful story. Oh. George, I'll never forget the look on your face. I felt so sorry for you. <laughs> well, look at my pathetic expression now, Liz. I want to go to a movie. All right, poor little baby. Well, oh, look at this, George. What is it? The valentine you gave me this year. Oh, gee, I'd forgotten. Yeah, well, that's a man for you. I remember perfectly. Oh. We were sitting at the breakfast table when you gave it to me. George, this Valentine is beautiful. You know the real reason I like Valentine's Day? Mm. Because it's such a good excuse to be all mushy and gushy about you. Yeah? <laughs> What's your excuse the other 364 days? You're mushy all the time. <laughs> yeah, but on Valentine's Day, I can be mushy and loud. I love you, George! Liz, keep quiet! <laughs> about Katie. Katie loves you too, George! What about the lady next door? She... <laughs> what about the lady next door? She might hear you. Now simmer down. All right, I'll be quiet. I love you, George. Now that's better. Do you love me, George? Yes, I do. Well, I'm glad to hear that, George. Anybody want more coffee? <laughs> No, thank you, Katie. What are we whispering for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just a joke, Katie. We were kidding about Valentine's Day. Kidding? Mm -hmm. Oh, you should never joke about Valentine's Day. Oh, it's a beautiful occasion. Why, Katie, I think you have a boyfriend. <laughs> well, I've written a Valentine poem, and I'm going to give it to... <laughs> to whom? I'm going to give it to... <laughs> Is that his first or his last name? <laughs> oh, Mrs. Cooper, it's for Mr. Dabney the Butcher. Oh. Oh, old heavy thumb. <laughs> Is the butcher your boyfriend, Katie? 
Oh, not exactly, but I've always liked him. Well, you could do worse than Mr. Dadney. He's quite attractive and a good butcher. Some people may have better beef, but his liver's good. <laughs> and no one has ox tail and pig's feet like his. What's it cost to see him? Never <laughs> I do have a problem, though, Mrs. Cooper. I haven't got the nerve to give Mr. Dabney the valentine I wrote to him, and he'll be here any minute with his delivery. So would you <laughs> give it to him for me? <laughs> Why, sure, Katie. Anything to help out romance. Yeah, well, I can't watch this. I'm going to the bank. <laughs> Goodbye, dear. Goodbye, darling. Oh, here's the valentine, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> what have you got on this, Katie? Well, I wanted it scented with an odor he'd like. But it's all soggy. What'd you do, soak it in perfume? No, bacon grease. <laughs> well, now, that's romantic. That's Mr. Dadney. I know his buzz. Well. I'll hide in the dining room until he's gone. Okay. Hi. Oh, hello, Miss Cooper. Well, hello, Mr. Dadney. Come on in. Here's your meat order, Miss Cooper. Fresh from Dabney's, the home of happy ham hocks. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Dabney. It's a pleasure. Oh, Mr. Dabney, before you go, I, um, I have something for you. It's a personal matter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I happen to know that one of your customers thinks you're rather nice. No. Yes. She's been too bashful to tell you, but... Since this is Valentine's Day, she wants you to know she likes you a lot. You know something, Miss Cooper? What? I like you a lot, too. <laughs> oh, no. Now, wait a minute. I'm not the one. Hey, still bashful, eh? <laughs> uh, you little minx, you. Oh, just... <laughs> just a second now. I'm speaking for someone else. What's that you're hiding behind your back? Oh, how did I get mixed up in this? <laughs> well, here, this will straighten things out. It's a valentine. Oh, Miss Cooper, I feel like such a heel. I ain't got one for you. Oh, now, stop this if nonsense. If I'd only known, I'd have brought you a heart-shaped piece of salami. <laughs> Never mind. Look, just read this valentine. You'll see what I'm trying to tell you. All right. Liz. <laughs> Oh, it looks beautiful. <sighs> and how did you know my favorite aroma, Swift's Premium? Read the Valentine. All right. If you'll be mine, then I'll be thine. You set my heart a quiver. Say you'll be my Valentine and bring two pounds of liver. <laughs> well, that's a practical thought. Oh, Miss Cooper, this is touching. Did you write this all by your little self? For the last time, no. Look at the signature. Oh, it's signed, Your Bashful Redhead. Oh, no. Katie! Katie, where are you? Oh, don't try to pretend, Liz. No. <laughs> now, you stay on that side of the kitchen table and, and listen to me. Katie wrote this. I didn't. Don't try to fight this thing. It's bigger than both of us. Now, stop talking to 
talking like that, Mr. Gabney. What about Katie? She's bigger than both of us, too. <laughs> oh, Miss Cooper, I admired you for years. Each little lamb chop you bought, I personally put the pants on. <laughs> Come here, you bashful redhead. You listen to me. Katie has red hair, too. We're both redheads. Katie's the one for you. Listen, two houses may have red roofs, but you don't pick the one with the sagging foundation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was awful. I had to barricade the kitchen door. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> well, Mr. Dabney has, and we haven't had a tender steak since I jilted him. <laughs> hey, that scrapbook really brings back a lot of wonderful memories. What else do you have in there? No, no more talk about the scrapbook. We're going to the movie right now. What time is it? Uh, two o'clock. Two o'clock? Oh, no. <laughs> but it was fun reminiscing, wasn't it, George? We'll go to the movie tomorrow night, huh? Yeah. Kiss me. You talk me into it. <laughs> Hold me tight, George. Okay. Tighter. 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 Oh, but Liz. Go on, pretend I'm a sack of walnuts and crack my shells. <laughs> oh, you're crazy, but you're awful cute. <laughs> Honey, you know something. What? You're my favorite husband. <laughs> Listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's transcribed program was produced and directed Wait by. Wait a minute, Bob. This is the last show until fall, and I want to get into the act and say thanks to our director, Jess Oppenheimer, and Madeline Pugh, and Bob Carroll Jr., who wrote the scripts with him. And thanks to Marlon Skiles for his original music, and Wilbur Hatch, who conducted the orchestra. And Ray Lithgow, our engineer, and Clark Casey for his fine sound effects. And a million thanks to Richard Denning, who just is George Cooper. And Ruth Parrott, who plays the part of Katie. And the Atterberries, Gail Gordon and B. Benaderet. And Frank Nelson and Hans Conried. And you, Bob Lamont. <clears throat> and those wonderful Jello people who played the part of the sponsor and are just as nice as the desserts they make. We'll all be back on the 2nd of September. Goodbye, everybody, and thank you. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.